This is the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Throp. The podcast follows the development and execution of my musical Lighthouse, an immersive drinking musical. Oh, yes, we pour free shots in the show to everyone that buys a ticket. You can buy it now at SohoPlayhouse.com. Use the promo code DRINK for discounts. Now, I have so many updates, but I'm going to start with what just happened hours ago. I got the official invite to host two panels at BroadwayCon. Not one, but two. The first panel is going to be called Producing a Concept Album on a Budget. So as you guys know, I produced Good Morning New York, the album for that, that's streaming everywhere. We did that in a church. We basically got uh, a few musicians put them all together in a church, got my audio guy Cam. I love my audio guy Cam. He's one of the best in the business and uh, I love working with him. He's also done pretty much anything I've ever done. Cam, the audio guy, which I'm going to try to get on the panel. He doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to ask to bring him on the panel. We're talking about how to produce a concept album. So Good Morning New York was recorded in a church, which is so funny. And then Edinburgh was um, produced by Billy, which is a different thing as well, which I've also asked Billy to be on the panel and he said yes. So once we get a date and um, time, I'll let you guys know. But Broadway Con is from July 21st to July 23rd in New York City. Daily passes start at 80 bucks. A three-day pass is 200 bucks. We'd love to see you there. The other sh- um, the other panel that I'm going to do is how to produce a Broadway show. Now, for those listening, I have never produced a Broadway show, so I'm going to get with Broadway producers that have done it, and we're going to uh, talk about that and see how they do it, and I think it'll be a really fun panel. I can't wait to do this. It's been my dream to host a panel at BroadwayCon since I went in 2019, so this will be fun. Oh, I think it was 2020. I mean, I went during the Good Morning New York days, so that was exciting. I have another update about Lighthouse, so tomorrow, June 9th, we're recording the single Commerce City. Now, it's a song that I co-wrote with Billy Reese, who's fantastic to work with and really is the force behind why Lighthouse's music is as powerful, beautiful, and as catchy as it is. Um, Billy, you guys have seen his work everywhere. He wrote Little Black Book. That's a concept album out, a musical about Star Wars. He's also involved with the um, Singfeld. I don't know the exact title, but it's a parody musical I think it's a musical about Seinfeld. It has to be musical because I think Billy's the um, uh, composer in it. Sorry if I'm getting this wrong here on the credits, Billy. But Billy is involved in so much off-Broadway stuff. So again, so happy that he is involved in my stuff. And oh my gosh, like any minute now, he's going to be on Broadway. Any minute now. I don't know when, don't know how, don't have the info. But I just know that Billy is a shining star and he will go very far in this community. So Anyway, I'm getting with him and Cam, my audio guy, tomorrow to record the vocals for this. Now, we're going to record it, and then we're going to release it June 23rd. That's the weekend of the Pride Parade in New York City. So this is one of the most popular songs from the show. And in Edinburgh, people came up to me after and asked to purchase the sheet music. So people already have it in their books. People are already auditioning with it, so I've been told. And the reason why they do resonate with Commerce City so much is because it's about coming from a small town or a small place that you don't really feel accepted, whether it's you're not accepted for who you love, or in my case, I wasn't accepted for how artsy and, quote, weird, end quote, I was. So, like, coming to New York, you can actually be who you want to be while acknowledging that there's still struggle and there's still hardship. At least you can get out of the box that people force you in and you can decide 
who you want to be and carve out the life that you want. And I think that's why it's such a powerful song. And again, I co-wrote this with Billy and and I'm so proud of what it is and I can't wait to release it because it really was a standout song. And Commerce City, initially we were going to call it Kansas City, but apparently there's already a Broadway show out there with the song Kansas City. So I picked Commerce City, which is from my state in Colorado. People back at home make fun of it all the time, um, but it's it's not, it's on the outskirts of Colorado, just like where I'm from. And what I really resonate to it is like, the ver- verse one, I really just pulled it straight from my experience with it as I was not accepted in high school. I was called weird. I had like barely any friends. And um, yeah, I moved on with my life as other people back home got pregnant. <laughs> and so we've like have a little joke about that. But I I have a personal story that I want to share about this. Because um, I was just home. I was just home because good news, I'm an aunt So I went home to see my nephew for the first time. And I'm not sharing photos or any of that stuff just because my family on that side is pretty private. So they like to keep that privacy. So all I'll say is that I'm an aunt and I'm really excited about it. But I went back and while I was there, while I was waiting for this family member to have the kid, I uh, ran into someone from high school. And again, I'm from a smaller town outside of Denver. It is formerly the celery capital of the world. Shocking. Didn't know that. Um, I always had an idea. I would love to go back one day and start a brunch place um, that is like mimosas and celery and then during the week it'd be a juice place. But um, anyway, I'm not going to do that yet because I don't want to move home. And here's a story of why I'm happy I left and which made me also double down on Commerce City and be so happy that we have a song about leaving people, a town with people that have small minds. So I ran into this dude from high school. I'm not going to name his name, but I ran into this guy and oh my God, like that is the most sexist and homophobic person I've ever met. It was, it was sickening. I hated every moment talking to him. And what happened is he was talking about how women who have sex with more than a handful of men are hoes. And he was making accusations that I wasn't wife material and no guy would date me. And he was also making other comments that I just don't want to repeat ever. And no one should ever repeat this because it's bullshit. But just think about a homophobic piece of poop saying homophobic stuff. Exactly. Just stuff like that. So then he followed up like I left and I was like, bye. So he followed up and he messaged me on Facebook and he was demanding me that I explain to him what qualities that I have to get a successful man. And he wrote something along the lines of like how I'm not ever going to get what I want and I have to be realistic and like, like, who am I? He was like, who are you to like think you can actually get someone good? And I just responded to him simply. I said, quote, I do not have to explain my worth to you or any man, end quote. Send, never responded to him again. He sent me a lot of messages following up being like, I'm so sorry. I just like, I need you to explain this. And it's just like, no, who the fuck are you? You are, you are a mean, sexist, homophobic person who never left their small town, who lives in these values and judges me for all these things that have nothing to do with you. I, I, 
I would have, the thing with me, I think in the past, I would have sent a very long response back and I would have told him all the things that are wrong with him and how he shouldn't treat people like this. And I vocally did when I saw him in person, but if we, in these followed up emails, I would have like really tried to make emails to stick it to him. But I'm just at this point now where it's like, nah, you're not even worth it. You're not like, this is disrupting my peace. This is not even worth my time to respond to somebody. And it's so offensive, but I'm not even going to like let it offend me and affect me because I'm in New York City doing what I want. I'm really proud of what I want. And still back home, there are still people that are just like, I don't understand why you think you can do, oh my God, I showed him a headline from Lighthouse and he was like, oh my God, you're such a clout chaser. And I, I, I can't, I can't, I, I have, and this is like getting really personal here. Um, I don't have energy for people like that. And I'm so happy that we have the song Commerce City because, and I, that's why I think it really relates because when I sang Commerce City a few days ago at Bar 9 for Georgia's Broadway Your Way show, I, I felt Every, when I was singing it, it's like, I really, I think going home reminded me about the people that have always judged me and then continue to judge me. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're at, in your hometown, at, in high school and being in a musical, or if you're producing a musical off Broadway, there are people with small minds who are going to judge you on who you love, how many people you love. And on top of that, just sexist, <laughs> sexist. I, anyway, I have a really problem, I have a problem with that guy and singing Commerce City, it's, it's just a reminder that like, gosh, I'm so happy that I left that small town and it hasn't been easy in New York either. I mean, it's been hard as well, but at least I'm not stuck with people saying that if I try to be successful, at least people aren't, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that at least I'm not back in a small town where every time I try to better myself and do what I want, there's going to be a bunch of people saying, you're just clout chasing and you're all these things. I remember one more story. When I was at the grocery store, uh, I was working at a grocery store overnight shift while I was in school for radio broadcasting. And the um, high management, I don't want to, I will. The, um, I can't, I don't want to, they're not, they're not listening. Higher management, i.e. the store's owner and above, um, they went to me and they're like, I know that you really want to do this radio thing, but like, you just got to be realistic. Uh, that's just not going to happen. And this is like a store man, like a successful person in Colorado telling 18 year old me, my dreams don't matter. And I need to be realistic and go to this management training program to work my way up in the grocery store. Um, which I did, by the way, I did, but I also didn't believe their thoughts about how it's unrealistic, but people just get you down again and again and again. And now I'm on a longer rant than I thought I was going to get on, but I'm happy that I'm not in that town anymore. And, um, yeah, you know, unfortunately we can't pull trash out of the dumpster and give it culture, but at least I can write a song to give other people comfort that you're not alone and that you can leave. And when you leave, it won't be easy, but at least you won't be around people who push, put you down 
and shove you down and say awful things and think that they're think that it's okay to say that. Um, so that's kind of a deeply personal rant that I wanted to share there. Gosh. Um, I, and what, one more thing I want to add, it's just like, what qualifications do I have? As much as I would have loved to go back and talk about how I'm qualified for love, like just shut the fuck up. That, that's pretty much what it is. Everyone's qualified for love. Um, and, and, and some random dude that I haven't talked to in years, um, doesn't deserve my time for me to explain it to him. So moving on to better things that are an update. Speaking of the shape music. So, so, um, we have, we have the music, it's coming in and I can announce that we're going to have fiddle, pipes, whistle, piano, and a bohan. I don't know if I say that right. I think I'm saying it right, but that is a frame drum used in Irish music. So we have that coming in. We kick off rehearsals June 12th and we're starting um, with music and dance rehearsal because those are always the hardest to learn, especially for me. Um, I think I am probably the worst dancer that we have (laughs) and I'm not kicking myself. I do think I am. And thankfully I got with the choreographer and myself and kind of everyone. And we all kind of agreed that my part is going to have less dance and we might even write to it where I am intentionally a bad dancer. So that's good. But everyone else is a good dancer and I'm excited for that. Um, can't be all things. I can't be all things. I can't produce, write, compose, and dance. I can only be some. Um, But yeah, the steps are so hard. And we have a world champion choreographer, Michael, which is going to be awesome. We also have like such a great group of people that can dance and sing and they're funny. I mean, we have such a good cast. I want to bring him on the podcast to chat soon because I think that would be really fun to just go over all that. Um, Yeah, so we're kicking things off. Oh my gosh, which apparently, oh my gosh, we kick things off in days. Days. Okay. Well, we got scripts in the mail today, so I'm happy that those came on time because I did not think that was going to happen. Now, um, you might notice me flying everywhere, and I just want to like make this point because I feel weird producing a low-budget musical while then flying all over America. So I want to like clarify for those that see it. Um, I have a Frontier Go Wild Pass. This is not sponsored, by the way. So I have a Frontier Go Wild Pass. And basically what I'm able to do with that pass, I paid 500 bucks in April. I can travel across America and even places like Puerto Rico and Mexico City. No, 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 not Mexico City. Wait, they go to places in Mexico. I know they go to Cancun and there's some other places too. But I, for that pass... Pay 500 bucks and I can fly wherever, whenever. I can, I can book the day before and I just pay taxes. So I pay like 15 bucks to fly wherever. 15 to 30 bucks one way. So that's how I'm going to Denver all the time. And I have to because my little nephew. Also, I'm the maid of honor for my best friend's wedding. So I'm going to be back and forth between Denver all the time. It's not costing me money. It is costing me sleep though because most of these are overnight flights, which sucks. But that was 500 bucks, not sponsored. I'm just telling it on this podcast because a lot of people should know about this deal. It's amazing if you travel light, like you can't bring a suitcase, you can only bring a backpack. Um, Yeah, so if you like to travel and don't like to carry suitcases, that's for you. It's a good deal. They also have one 
for the fall and winter that's like 300 bucks. So I highly recommend you guys do that. And another thing that I want to mention, I'm getting these emails like every other day now. I don't know if it's like a college professor encouraging people email me this or if it's, I don't know who is encouraging this, if anyone. I just know that I'm getting it a lot and I respect the hustle, but I want to give some context. So what am I talking about? I've been getting a lot of emails maybe every other day about script consulting. I'm getting a lot of people that are reaching out to me and saying, I, I want to consult your script and help you change things. And now I do appreciate the go-getterness of that, if that's a word. I appreciate that. However, you're a little late. You're a little late. And um, I just want to talk about for those that are listening that maybe want to get into script consulting or being a dramaturg, I want to talk about kind of how that works and how it doesn't work as well. So when it comes to script consulting, definitely too late to reach out when we are four weeks from opening. So um, thank you everybody reaching out. I respectfully decline your help. But I did reach out to them and say, if you want to produce and raise money, go for it. And they never responded, which is fine. But if you want to get involved with being a script consultant, because I think a lot of these kids are young and in college, I would recommend you go to readings, like go on Eventbrite, see if there are readings for a new musical. And then also there's an event called Naked Angels. They have an Instagram um, Georgia Warner, our director, is often there. And it has playwrights test new material with actors. They cast that night and it's free for everybody. And you can like meet up and coming playwrights that are writing stuff. And then you can then go to them and be like, hey, I'd like to consult. Um, what else is there? What else is there? There's just all these development events across New York City. Go to those events because that's where people are looking for feedback. And oh my gosh, that's like a great way to build your resume because for me, let me think, I think not just for me, for every musical, musicals usually take a few years to get on the right track and develop it. I've been working with an awesome dramaturg um, for is it two years, three years. I don't know. Two years. I think it's two years. I've been, um, Emily White, love her. She does stuff at the public theater. I love working with this dramaturg and I recommend if you guys are looking for, if you're looking to help, then yeah, go to these, go to these events where you can find people because I think that that is certainly how you can get involved. Now, on the flip side, well, no, before I go to the flip side, one more thing about the scripts. Um, nope, actually, I forgot what I was going to say. So on the flip side, it's not too late to reach out when it comes to being a production assistant or or helping, like I think if you want to get involved with the off-Broadway show like mine or some of the ones maybe at Players Theater or Theater Row, reach out and just say, hey, I'd love to get involved. Are you looking? Are there any positions or is there anything I'm, I'm able to help with? Because I think a lot of people are probably looking for light techs, um, like that you'll run a board op primarily. You'll be a board op, so you'll run the show and do like the sound and the light cues. You won't design it, but you'll run the cues. I think that's good something to reach out for. I just cast mine, so I'm fully booked. But I mean, I think now would be a good time, a few weeks out to reach out for jobs like that. But when it comes to writing, that won't work because that's already been developed and really well thought out for a very, 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 very long time. 
On Saturday, we're bringing in our producer, Joe, to talk about the Tony Awards. We're going to preview what's to come and also our favorite picks. So tune into that. That's coming in just hours. So we can't wait to have you listen to that. And until then, see you next time.